Hey, hey, hey! Welcome back to Dan's Miscellaneous Ramblings, episode 333. I'm pretty sure that's an angel number. Don't know what it means, though. So, eh. Anyway, today we're going to be talking about the egocentric coordinate system, also known as your body to relative directions, a.k.a. your do you know how to go forward and backward, left and right, and up and down? Those are the body relative directions. They form three pairs of orthogonal axes. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about that. Basically, we're going to be talking about left and rights. That sort of that sort of stuff. But not politically. Uh, I Yesterday, actually, I was recording a podcast, and I ta- was talking about something, and some guy was in the chat, and he was like, uh, it's probably the leftists saying that, and I didn't catch it in time, but otherwise I totally would have responded. But I, I'm like, dude, you you have no idea how left-wing this podcast is. <laughs> you have no clue. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we're going to talk about some body relative directions here. So because the definitions of left and right based on the geometry of a natural environment are, are unwieldy, um, the meaning of the relative direction words is conveyed through tradition, acculturation, education, and direct reference. And one common definition of up and down uses gravity and the planet Earth as a frame of reference. Up is when you go away from the planet Earth and uh, go against gravity. Down is when you go towards gravity, towards the planet Earth. Since there's a very noticeable force of gravity acting between the Earth and any other nearby object, uh, it's, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good... Uh... <laughs> Pretty good definition right there. Um, up is then defined as the opposite direction of down. Another common definition uses a human body standing upright, upright as a frame of reference. Up is feet to head, down is head to feet. But there's some in situations where a common frame of reference is needed, it's most common to use the egocentric view. A simple example is road signage. Another example is stage block. Okay, well, it doesn't actually give the example of road signage. So, like, if if a sign says turn left, you know, it's wherever left is uh, is relative to the sign, you know? (laughs) Um, Anyway, so, we're going to move on now. (laughs) Uh, So... Another example is stage blocking, where stage left and stage right are by convention defined as the point of view of the actors facing the audience. I've actually gotten this one wrong before, but yeah, your stage left is when you, the actor, are facing the audience and your left. So stage left is the audience's right. And like, you have no idea how many people have gotten this wrong. Like, I've done years and years of improv. It's really funny. Half the people don't know what they're talking about. It's great. Um, so the, let's see, upstage and downstage don't follow gravity, but are just away from and towards the audience. For example, of a non-egocentric view is a page layout where the relative terms upper half, left margin, etc., are defined in terms of the observer, but employed in reverse for a type compositor, returning to an egocentric view. So if you're going to be a type compositor, then do that, I guess. Okay. So, the same is true for uh, in heraldry, where left and right in a coat of arms are treated as if the shield is being held by the arminger. Wow, that's a word. Arminger. Never heard that before. This is, I love how this Wikipedia article assumes that I have 
an idea of heraldry like of what that is like i understand now it's making a coat of arms just from context clues but like come on <laughs> i joined when he was using a lot of big words and got real confused for a moment <laughs> yeah that's uh that's kind of how this podcast just goes i'm reading from wikipedia <laughs> um let's see to avoid confusion thank you thank you uh wikipedia <laughs> latin terminology is employed dexter and sinister for right and left side note that is an incredible incredible thing calling it your dexter hand and your sinister hand that's inc i love that it's way better than right and left and i really wish that that's what we did proper right and proper left are terms usually usually to describe artistic images and overcome the potential confusion that a figure's own right or proper right hand is on the left hand of the that the viewers see like yeah anyway <laughs> perfect i'm so good at this podcasting thing so anyway Forward and backward can be defined by referring to an object's or person's motion. Forward is where you're moving, backward is then the opposite of that. Alternatively, forward can be the direction pointed by your nose, and backward is the other way. Like, it's the nose to the back of your skull, that sort of, that sort of vibe. So, let's see. For... Oh yeah, with respect to a ship, a ship forward is just the relative position of the object lying in the direction of the that the ship is pointing. For symmetrical objects, it's also necessary to define forward and backward in terms of expected direction. Many mass transit trains are built symmetrically with paired control booths, and forward, backward, left, and right are all temporary. Given significant distance from the magnetic poles, one can figure out. Uh, which hand is which using a mag magnetic compass in the sun? Facing the sun, before noon, the north pointer of the compass points to the left hand. After noon, it points to the right. Look at that. Compass. It's so cool. A right, uh, The right-hand rule is a common way to relate the three principal directions. Uh, the, for many years, there was a fundamental question in physics of whether a left-hand rule would be equivalent. Many natural structures, including human bodies, follow a certain handedness, but it was widely assumed that nature didn't distinguish between the two possibilities. Um, with this change, with the discovery of parity uh, violations in particle physics, oh my god, I nope, I'm not reading that. You can visit the Wikipedia page yourself if you want to read about that. We're not doing that. <laughs> We're done with physics. <laughs> Nautical terminology. Now this... Now, I love nautical terminology just because ships are just really cool. Um, bow, stern, port, and starboard, fore and aft, are all nautical terms uh, to, that convey an impersonal relative direction in the context of the moving frame of persons aboard a ship. The name for this is most clearly seen in a rowing shell. Oh boy, do I have rowing stories. Um where the majority of the crew face aft or backwards hence the oars to the right are actually on the port side which is the left uh rowers issue the terms left right port and starboard in fa favor of stroke side and bow side um depends on where you're from americans actually usually use port and starboard still whereas british people use stroke and bow um i know this because i had a british rowing coach and it was made very clear to me that he did things very differently than everyone else the usage derives from the tradition of having the stroke or the rower closest to the stern of the boat on the port side 
um, or on the port side. So yeah, that's uh, there you go. <laughs> wow, people are just yelling port starboard bow stern just in the chat. Thank thanks guys, thanks for the the direction there. Anyway, we're gonna move on. <laughs> um, some cultures don't have relative directions. Um, the aborig the Australian Aboriginal peoples like the Gugu. I think it's Gugu Yimithir, uh, Kayadilt, and Thayor. I hope I'm pronouncing pronouncing those right. If there's any Australian Aboriginal peoples uh, that are upset by my pronunciation, please join my Discord so you can tell me off. Even if you're not Australian Aboriginal, you should still join my Discord, but probably don't tell me off then because then I'll probably cry. Um, so anyway, those cultures have no words denoting the egocentric directions in their language. They exclusively refer to the cardinal directions, even when describing small-scale spaces. Um, for example, if they wanted someone to move in a car seat to, or move over to, on the car seat to make room, they might say move a bit to the east. Or to say where they left something in someone's house, they might say, I left it on the southern edge of the western table. Or they might warn a person to look out for the big ant just north of your foot. Other peoples, from Polynesia to Mexico and from Nam uh, Namibia to Bali, similarly, similarly have predominantly geographic languages. Um, the American Sign Language also makes heavy use of this, which, you know, makes a lot of sense considering you're like facing people to do it. Um, yeah, even when mispronouncing things, Dan has to plug the Discord. You know it. Um, also, when I hear sometimes British people say this at the moment of, we what? Yes, you you do. I, I assure you. Um, so, anyway, let's talk about some discrimination here, because this is a politically charged podcast. Left-right discrimination. Uh, just kidding. I mean, left-right, I'm not kidding that this is what we're going to talk about, but left-right discrimination refers to your ability to differentiate between left and right. Um, the inability to accurately differentiate between is known as left-right confusion, something my mother has. According to research performed by John R. Clark of Drexel University, um, left-right confusion affects approximately 15% of the population, which is just a little bit sad. Um, they can usually perform daily navigational tasks such as driving according to road signs or following a map, but have difficulty performing actions such as ballroom dancing, which require a very precise understanding of the directional commands. Data suggests that uh, it's primarily based on behavioral... Oh, no, no, the data is primarily based on uh, behavioral studies, self-assessments, and surveys. They found that in a group of 800 adults... Yeah, adults, 17% of women and 9% of men had differentiate, uh, difficulty differentiating between left and right. Such studies suggest that women are more prone to left-right confusion than men. Um, the Bergen left-right discrimination test is designed to measure individual performance in this. However, it's been criticized for incorporating tests that require use of additional strategies, such as mental rotation. Apparently, men have been shown to consistently outperform women in mentally rotating things in their mind. Uh, well, I, that's apparently a thing. I don't know. <laughs> get, get ready for transphobes. Instead of using, like, the body anatomy to be like, oh, yeah, well, uh, let me prove that you're actually trans. Can you mentally rotate this cow in your mind? 
that yeah i think that that's that's absolutely what transphobe should do um also transphobe should like perish but you know uh i'm not going to advocate death threats on this it's so, so anyway so uh, alternatively, some studies focused on left-right discrimination uh, distinct from mental rotation concluded that there are sex differences uh, presented in uh, the left-right discrimination ability. Uh, scientists controlled MR for de uh, MR demands, potential menstrual cycle effects, and other hormone fluctuations and determined that the neurocognitive mechanisms that support left-right discrimination are different for men and women. This research revealed that the inferior uh, parietal and right angular gyrus activation were correlated with the LRD performance. This also, women also demonstrated prefrontal activation, but didn't exhibit greater bilateral activation. If you know brains, I'm sure this means something to you. Additionally, no correlation was found between the accuracy and the brain activation or between brain activation and reaction time for either sex. The result indicates that there are sex differences in the neurocognitive mechanisms underlying the performance, but it didn't suggest that women are more prone to left-right confusion than men. Um... Yeah, there's a lot of things in there, the, which you can read if you want. Frankly, I'm kind of done with talking about the body relative direction. I thought this would be, like, funny, but I'm just, like, a little bit sad now. Anyway, but not because, like, I'm depressed, just, like, so many people can't tell left from right, and it's, like, an actual thing. What do you mean, what are you doing on Roblox? Oh, someone else is on Roblox. Okay, never mind. Uh, <laughs> I thought I thought it was being implied that I am on Roblox. Um, <laughs> anyway, I think it's about time that we tell a joke about left left-handedness. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna tell. I'm sure there's no offensive jokes about left-handedness. I'm just gonna type in left jokes. I'm sure this will work. Now, here's the question: Place your bets right now if this is going to be like a my wife left me jokes, left-wing political jokes, or, like, left-handed jokes. But we're going to figure it out. 60 best the left jokes, upjoke.com. Uh, no, I'm not disabling my ad blocker for you. Never mind, we're going somewhere else. 400 plus best left jokes by worst jokes ever. All right. Well, these are just jokes with have left in them. Okay, well, some of these are just straight-up offensive. I can't say that. I can't say that. Okay, well, here's a... Um, here, here's a pretty good one. Um, so... I have a stepladder. It's kind of a shame, really. I never knew my real ladder. He left when I was young. <laughs> yeah. Well, now I'm getting quite... Now the chat has just turned into what is Roblox, because some people don't know. Roblox... All right, let me just say it for all of you. Roblox is a gaming engine so you, that allows you to host lots of different games that you can make through their software. So basically, it's a little platform that allows you to play a bunch of different games. I mean, I've, like, played it recently. Not because I'm, like, weird, but, or but like... I don't know, Phantom Force is just really fun. Phantom Force is just like their Call of Duty ripoff. But like, it's free. It's incredibly high quality. It's 
got amazing controls. Uh, it's active and it's free. So I don't have to go buy a $60 Call of Duty game every year or two. So like, it's not a step ladder. It's the ladder that stepped up. <laughs> That's pretty good. I mean, I that. All right. Anyway, now I want to say it's time for the song that's been, been on my mind all episode because I'm kind of done with podcasting, not going to lie for right now. Um, it's good enough that I'm actually recording a podcast today, which I've actually been on a pretty good street with it. Anyway, today's uh, song that's been on my mind all episode is, you know, let's pick this one. Gunpowder Gunpowder Tim versus the Moon Kaiser by the Mechanisms. It's a space shanty and it is tells the story of a war of, of London against the Germans on the moon. It's incredible. It's rousing. It takes a little while and there's some parts that are just talking. So if you're in it for the music, it's not the best musically, but its storyline is incredible. That's Gunpowder Tim versus the Moon Kaiser by The Mechanisms. Absolutely recommend. It's very good. Anyway, that's going to about do it for today. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, Make sure to listen to this thing. You can listen on Podbean and even join the live show, which is pretty cool. Uh, Join the Discord. Support me anywhere, please. I need money. Anyway, I hope you all have a wonderful day, and I will catch you all next time. Goodbye.